You've heard all about this whole paleo thing, but you've wondered if it's really for you. You've been searching for someone to guide you along the way. Your search is over. Let registered nurse Marie Grace Berg lead the way with these inspiring stories of people who have been where you are. Welcome to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy with Marie Grace Berg. Have you ever wondered why you're having a hard time losing weight? Eat More Burn More is focused on helping you transform your body into a fat burning mode by turning off the hormone that sabotages your fat loss. Go to eatmoreburnmoresystem.com to learn more. All right, paleo fans out there, let's get started. I am excited to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Katie Haldeman. Katie Haldeman is a registered nurse. She's the founder of the popular paleo blog, guess what? PaleoNurse.com, where she shares her story on how she healed herself of gastrointestinal and autoimmune disease by following a whole food, nutrient-dense traditional diet. It is her mission to help others make healing, healing changes in their own lives through the power of real food and other ancestral health techniques. We are thrilled to hear more of her stories as we take her back to her journey when she first started living the Paley lifestyle. To our Paley fans, Katie Haldeman, welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners as well. So, Katie, I really like what you are doing, and you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the the knowledge and experience to be where you are today, and especially being a paleo advocate. And as a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just like general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your story. There might be people out there who wants to follow your footsteps. So if you can tell us more about you and the idea of how you get started with the paleo, that will be really helpful for our listeners out there. Sure, absolutely. So to kind of start this, my journey begins really back in my early teenage years when I started having some pretty vague sort of health issues. And just to give you a couple examples, for example, I started having some joint pain. And so I would go to the doctor and they would run many different tests and they always came back negative. The doctors kept telling me, you know, there's nothing wrong. You're a completely healthy young woman and that would be it. So this continued on um, going into my early 20s and I started having some more severe health issues at that time. I started getting some severe acid reflux and I was having some female health issues, very severe migraines, and it just kind of went on and on, many different issues. Eventually, this accumulated in my developing a couple of different autoimmune conditions. And one of them was Crohn's disease, which is a gastrointestinal autoimmune disease. And another one was called seronegative inflammatory arthritis which is similar to rheumatoid arthritis, if your listeners are familiar with that. I attempted uh, to follow the conventional medicine plan that was put out to me, which basically consisted of pharmaceutical drugs. A lot of them had tons of side effects, of course, and they just weren't working for me. So I really started delving into doing my own research and 
I researched and researched and eventually discovered that there are other people out there that are controlling their symptoms of these conditions through healing diets. The first thing that I came across was something called the specific carbohydrate diet. And I tried that for a while and realized I needed to make a couple tweaks to it. So eventually I adopted what's called the GAPS diet. And the GAPS diet is in fact really similar to paleo. And I eventually realized that because I was searching for recipes and I figured out, wow, this GAPS diet, it's very similar to paleo with just a couple tweaks. And the amount of paleo recipes that are out there are so much greater. And so that's when I kind of found the paleo diet. And I adopted the paleo autoimmune protocol, which is a subset of paleo that really focuses on helping people with very specific autoimmune conditions. So I started following the paleo autoimmune protocol and I found that my health issues just continued to clear up and I continued to be able to control my symptoms really well with that. So today I follow a really customized version of paleo. One of the things that I love about the paleo diet is that it can be individualized if people have other underlying health conditions and other ways that they need to address their health goals, you can definitely customize the paleo diet. Yeah, so, so you've touched about your your life and personal situation before starting paleo, and we appreciate that you, you share that one with us. And I like when you the, the fact that you mentioned that the paleo diet can be individualized, because I think that's one of the challenges that our listeners uh, have, is that we they, they make this uh, paleo, quote-unquote, so complicated when it, in fact it's not. And it's, there, it's not like black and white. Uh, we all have different bodies. Our bodies re- um, respond to or yeah to different kind of food so yeah you're right it is can be individualized and can be especially for those of you uh, guys or our listeners who have autoimmune disease for example it's very customizable so i'm glad that you touched on that so going back um i know you mentioned about the physical uh, getting re- getting rid of those physical symptoms uh, you were you were having like health issues that you were having in the beginning but mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. What was your initial vision? You know, what was it? What was that initial thing that you have in, in you that drove you to succeed following the paleo diet? For me, it was really those health issues and knowing that I just knew deep down that food could be used as medicine. And I, through my research, I had discovered, you know, that there were other people out there that were controlling their symptoms through the power of food. And so that was really what drove me to succeed is just, um, you know, having that, I did some research into why the paleo diet works. And so having that scientific background that yes, this really does make sense as well as knowing that other people were out there living it helped me to be able to have that vision. Now, let's take you back uh, from the very beginning when you get started for those, for our listeners who are just transitioning from being a non-paleo to paleo and even those our listeners who are thinking on jumping on board. Take us back when you get started, uh, when you were, when you get started with paleo. How can you share us your story back then? How did you transition from yeah from being a paleo advocate uh, from being a non-paleo to being a paleo advocate? Um, I really am really interested in for our listeners' sake to show to let them picture what was what, how did you how did you went about it? Sure. 
So when I first got started, as I had mentioned, I was I was very ill. In fact, I was at a point where I was worried about being able to continue to work because I was just I was dealing with horrible fatigue issues and having difficulty leaving my house because I was spending so much time in the bathroom. So I was at a place where I was very ill. And also, I was coming from the perspective of following a vegetarian diet. About three years before my health really declined, I had decided uh, to adopt a vegetarian diet because I thought at that time that that was a really health-promoting type of diet. And also, I had some ethical reasons for adopting that diet, you know, surrounding how animals are treated in our westernized nation and that sort of thing. So it was a big, it was a big change for me to go from not eating any meat to including animal proteins in my diet again. And what I did is I, I first started out um, by incorporating some easy to digest type of proteins. So what I did is I went and I bought a whole chicken and I made some chicken broth out of that. And I started eating a little bit of chicken and fish and some of the more um, proteins that can be easily digested. And um, also I just, I just completely stopped you know, eating gluten. I eased into it a little bit because before I took out all of the grains, I did inc incorporate some uh, rice. I was still eating a little bit of rice and quinoa and things like that, the gluten-free grains. But even that was not enough for me. I was still having symptoms when I was eating those grains. So it wasn't until I completely stopped all the grains that my symptoms really started to ease up. All right. Wow. That was, that's really huge because for our listeners who are thinking of transitioning, like what you've, you've just shared, you don't have to go all in right away. I mean, uh, of course, that will be that will be the best. But that at the same time, it will be a challenge and that can really you know, spiral into being overwhelmed or like that. So if you can ease into, for example, first stop with uh, the gluten sources and then like what you've said, feel in your body and if it's still not uh, if it's still not the way you wanted it, then cut the grains. Um, I'm really big on cutting grains as well because I have seen so much. Uh, I've seen and heard a lot of people who really are transformed by just cutting that, that gluten and that grains in our diet. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. That was really helpful. And I'm sure our listeners are really appreciative of that hearing from you. Now, yeah. I, you've shared how you transitioned, but I, we would like to know what were your biggest challenges back then and how did you overcome them? I want our listeners to really relate to it. And I mean, to see if they haven't started yet, what are the challenges that they can foresee so that now they can prepare for it if it will happen? Well, one of my biggest challenges at that time was just simply the fact that I was so ill mm -hmm. and I live, I live away from my family. So I don't have, in the state where I live, I don't have any close relatives nearby. And so I was really dealing with this transition on my own. I didn't have, um, I certainly have some close friends that live nearby and that sort of thing, but I didn't have a great support network of people that were able to help me actually cook the food. Mm -hmm. So that was a big um, challenge to kind of overcome. And, you know, I did that by just really learning how to meal plan. Um, because keep in mind, I was, I was also working full time at that point um, in nursing. And so really meal planning on my days off and making sure that I prepared my meals ahead of time to cut down on the stress associated with that, that was a big help. 
another challenge that I was really facing was the fact that I was traveling quite a bit for my job. And travel can be tricky when, you're, when you don't have access to a kitchen where you can cook the fresh food, that can be a real challenge. And how I overcame that is I learned some, some tips and tricks that I use when I travel, which is I still try to pack food ahead of time. And thankfully, most of my travel is regional, so I, I tr uh, drive by car, and so I'm able to bring a cooler with me. So what I'll do is, is at the beginning of the week, I'll make some simple meals, things like hamburger patties, I'll bring sweet potatoes that can be heated in the microwave, things like that. And then when I am out actually doing the travel, it's really simple to throw something in the microwave at the hotel and put together some meals. Awesome, awesome. Those are true, truly um, helpful for uh, our listeners because those challenges are really common, um, especially for those who are just thinking about jumping uh, on board with it. And those um, those uh, suggestions that you, you, you uh, I mean, those um, how you overcome them, those are really helpful. And I'm really big on planning and preparing food and prepacking them. And I, I agree with you. I mean, if you can make this food ahead of time and then throw them in a microwave uh, when you need them, then that would uh, lessen uh, your temptation in just grabbing whatever's in there. So thank you for sharing those. Those are really helpful tips. Now let's jump into how you keep yourself motivated and continue following a paleo diet. I mean, I'm sure with the physical symptoms that you were having earlier, I'm sure that's one, one way of keeping yourself motivated. But for the sake of our listeners who probably don't have that or don't know yet that they have those, those symptoms uh, once they start cl uh, eating clean, what would be, how would, how would, what would you be telling them so that they can keep themselves um, with the goal of, okay, I really want to get started, but how can I sustain it uh, long term? Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, I think that the, the symptom control is a huge one for me, but it's, it's little things as well that I can just tell my moods are stabilized. I don't have you know, the, the periods of sadness or depression or anxiety that I used to deal with. And I just feel so much better overall. It's not just, you know, the specific symptoms that I was having, but it's just so many areas of my life have been improved by following a paleo lifestyle. And that really does help to keep me motivated. And also just, um, it, I just know that it, this is the type of diet that humans were meant to eat. And that always helps really keep me on track as well because it's just so much better for our health and I feel that it's better for the environment because as part of this lifestyle, I support local farmers and I'm eating organic foods that haven't been populated with chemicals and that sort of thing. So I just feel that it's a great lifestyle all the way around. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now let's talk about how how you measure your success. I know with the you know when you get rid of those symptoms, that's one of your benchmarks, I'm sure. But what are other benchmarks that you use to measure your success following the paleo diet and the paleo lifestyle? And that way, our listeners can see for themselves what are they up to, what are they looking forward to once they get started with a paleo diet. Mm -hmm. Well, beyond my own improvement in my health and that sort of thing. 
One of the greatest satisfactions that I can see is when I spread the message about the paleo diet, whether it's through my clients or even my family members and my friends that have seen the improvements in myself. And so then they decide that they want to try it. And I think to me, that's one of the most rewarding things is seeing other people's health improved just um, by, you know, taking a look at me and what it's done for me. And so they, they make that decision to give it a try. That's been really satisfying to me. Awesome, awesome. So it transcended uh, from beyond yourself. So now, because you, you are actually a role model to many because you've transformed yourself, but now you are looking into transcending that to others by helping others improve their health. So that is genius way I, I mean I commend you for doing that because I think we we all need a, a role model or an inspiration to kind of get that kick uh, to help to make us feel like okay I want to take that leap I want to get started so thank you for your take on that oh thank you all right so now we're gonna be uh, we're gonna touch on one of the highlights of our show and uh, I would like for you to touch on this on if there are three things that our listeners can do today for those who want to transition to a paleo-based approach to diet or to nutrition, what are those three things? I would say, first of all, that you just have to jump in and give it a try. And one of the things that I did when I made the decision to transition to paleo is I cleaned out my pantries and I cleaned out my refrigerator and I gave away food to my friends and my family and that sort of thing that I knew that I wasn't going to be eating. So that does a couple of things. It removes temptation and it also prevents you from delaying and getting started, right? Because you don't have any reason to um, not you just jump in and give it a shot. So I would say that that's um, probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could give people. All right. So let me reiterate that one for our listeners. So first, you just have to jump in and give it a try and the big thing where that was really helpful this was really helpful to me as well is to clean out all your pantries and your refrigerators because you are right i mean if you remove this one the chances are the temptations will be lessened or be totally you, you will cut those temptations and then also it will delay yeah it is really a motivation it will really delay you if you see all of those if you haven't cleared them it will like in your mind you will think oh, okay i can do that one tomorrow so it really like kind of delay you from getting started so if you could just do those things two things today that you can take action on mm-hmm. if you are thinking of transitioning to a paleo diet or just thinking about it if you could just incorporate those two things that um that uh, Katie have just shared to you, you you're on your way to a success and feeling healthy again. So I really adv- uh, recommend you to follow uh, follow the, the tenets that uh, Katie has just shared with us. Yes, and, and I actually have one more, Marie, one more tip for people mm-hmm. because a lot of clients that I work with, there's a lot of fear associated with anytime you're making a big change in your life. And we can become very attached to the foods that we're used to, whether it's bread or different types of processed sugar. There's a lot of different reasons why those can be actually very addicting. So I would say you just need to kind of let go of that fear and know that 
nobody has ever died of a bread or a grain deficiency. <laughs> so those are not, you know, they're not nutrients that are, that you can't get in other places. So I think fear is a big one for people. And that's another message I like to pass along. Awesome. And, and you're right. I mean, for me, I grew up with rice. We eat rice at least three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that was hard for me to transition because my I was it was ingrained in my mind that rice is, is a staple. Just like my husband is, bread is a staple for him and potatoes. So it was really hard. But then after a week or a couple of weeks of uh, totally being out of it, I was not craving for them anymore. So you're right. I mean, it's, I think we have this uh, ingrained fear in us that, okay, what's going to happen? But, that, but that's normal. I mean, as in ev- any, everything in our life, you know, we, we fear this unknown uh, and that's, you should embrace that one. But at the same time, don't let it stop you from or paralyze you from doing something about it. So embrace the fear, but do something about it. And then, uh, Katie, this is so dear to me, and I'm sure it is to you too. Um, I love, I love my co- I love our colleagues, the the nurses, the nur- the nursing um, group, the nursing population, and I've heard a lot of, uh, yeah, questions uh, on how, what's the best way for them to adapt to the trans to the paleo diet because first of all you know when you you're working on varied shifts and this weird shifts that we have like night shifts or afternoon shifts or like that and you know in the hospitals we normally don't have those healthy foods in the vending machine we just grab whatever's in there so if there are okay maybe if you can share one or two tips for our nurses for our colleagues what they what can they can do if they're thinking of jumping on board with a paleo uh, approach to diet, what would those be? Yeah, so you're right. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart as well because healthcare providers in general, I think are not, we're not the healthiest that we could be. And you know, that's a big deal. We need to be role models for our patients and we need to be people that others can look up to. And it's, it's challenging. I mean, working in healthcare is not easy these days and there's tons of stress and you're right the food that they serve in the hospitals is just horrendous really so i think planning like i talked about earlier is really huge so don't go to work without having bringing your lunch and if you need a snack bring that with you and again that's going to kind of eliminate the temptation a lot of times there's huge potlucks that they throw on the nursing units and that sort of thing. But if you have your own food with you that you can eat, you can eliminate a lot of that. And it's really simple. Everybody always wants to know, you know, well, what can you eat on the paleo diet? Well, there's a lot of things you can eat. And basically, if you think of it as meat and vegetables, those are gonna be the staples of your meal. So you can build all different kinds of entrees with those two. And then of course you can include healthy fruits for snacks. You can include nuts, healthy fats. So really there's a lot of great meals that you can put together with a paleo diet. Absolutely. And I hear you because you know, nurses, we are so good at taking care of other people, our patients. I mean, we put we put them first before us, but I think it's high time for us to also take care of ourselves. Could you imagine we are on our feet 12 hours a day taking care of other people? Sometimes we don't even make time to go to the bathroom because we want to take care of them. But I think to be able to meet those demands, the physical demands of our work, we really have to 
take care of our body and the, like, like what Katie just shared there are ways to make that one possible by substituting or by planning ahead and of course those spotlights that don't really help you know <laughs> but, <laughs> right. at the same time, I mean, but at the same time you can pick you don't have to be so courteous uh, that to eat everything but maybe choose some of some a little more healthy versions in those days that you have padlocks at work and like like katie was has just uh, said bring with you um the staples meat a meat source and vegetables and maybe some fruits for your snacks or like to munch on on those break times uh while at work so those are really helpful and you know something that you can like finger foods because you know with us when we were at work we just have some sometimes we barely have break times but when we do we we want to have to grab something that are like finger food so if you can make those finger foods at home and bring it with you like what i do i i may i i buy this uh chicken strips and i, I fry them or grill them and then i put them on in ziplocs or or individual containers and I bring that one with me and then I have a like carrot stick for example or pepper uh, bell pepper for example or those things that you can bring with you and for snacks I usually bring like a banana and an almond butter on top of it if I crave those the sweet thing I usually just get a banana and almond butter so there are ways um, I know time is a factor here but but come on um, we all have 24 hours in a day and if we make time to brush our teeth in the morning why don't why can't we make time for this because your body we only have one body and if you're not taking care of it who else is gonna take care of it right i well i completely agree and when it comes to nurses and other caregivers we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of other people so i think everybody need, really needs to keep that in mind Absolutely, absolutely. You said that one so eloquently. So thank you so much. Now let's talk about your plans in the future. I know you have this awesome uh, blog that you know, where you share your tips and your recipes and like that. But what are other plans you have uh, in line for, for our listeners to keep following and keep watching you grow and succeed and, and uh, spread your message? Yeah, so as... As part of my education in this whole um, sort of paleo lifestyle and that sort of thing, I did decide to go back to school to get some holistic nutrition education. So I have a private nutritional therapy practice, and um, I, as you mentioned, I blog on thepaleonurse.com, and I write articles for various uh, paleo lifestyle-oriented magazine. And recently, I also teamed up with another nurse and nutritional therapist, and her name is Chelsea Prather. Together, we are developing a community that's called Paleo Care, and we're offering an online course for individuals to take and it's self-paced so you can just um, you sign up for it and you work through the course at your own pace we've put together audio files we've put together PDF files of notes and tons and tons of resources for people that want to transition to a paleo lifestyle and figure out how to customize it and make it work for them so it's a very comprehensive nutrition education program. And what we're really trying to do is we want to reach more people. You know, Chelsea and I alone, we can't work privately one-on-one -on -one with all the clients that need help out there. So that's what we're really trying to do is trying to reach out to people who may not have the time or the resources to get that one-on-one -on -one counseling, but they still need a little bit of assistance. 
Awesome, awesome. Wow, you sure have some lots of uh, cool things happening um, there with you. So for our listeners, um, if you if you weren't able to jot down those uh, resources that she just mentioned, Katie just mentioned, don't worry, I'm going to include them in our show notes for today. Um, so you can get those and you can access them online, especially the paleo care that you just mentioned. That sounds really interesting, especially for a lot of people out there who wanted some guidance. And because I, I totally agree with you. I mean, of course, the information is out there, but still we still have we still need that kind of guidance when we have when they have questions for example it's nice to have someone where you can email or when you can have a support community to kind of share what you're going through and like that so that's really i really love that kind of uh, uh, what you are putting out there the online course where people can learn more at the same time be in a community of other like-minded people so thank you for sharing us that and also for now i would like for you to tell our listeners where they can connect with you and kind of continue to watch you and grow with you and learn from you absolutely so you can find me on www.thepaleonurse.com or www.paleocare.com and of course i have links to social media so i'm very active on facebook you can always like my page and participate i've been Love that. Awesome, awesome. And uh, like what I've said, all the resources and the links mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at transitioningtopaleo.com. You just need to type in the name Katie Haldeman on the search bar and it will find it for you. And just one last question. For those, I know you've uh, shared with us a lot of resources already, but if there's one book that our listeners can pick up today which book is that that would help them to kind of transition to this uh, paleo diet well there are so many wonderful paleo resources that are coming out but i do have one that is a favorite of mine that i think is really great for people that are just starting out and that book is practical paleo by diane sanfilippo And the reason why I like that book is because it not only gives you the whys and the hows behind the paleo lifestyle, but it also has some really delicious and simple recipes. So you're kind of getting a bonus in there. And I think that it's a great book for people who are new to the lifestyle. Absolutely. I love that book as well. I mean, I was like scouring through it yeah, from uh, cover to cover. So I love that book. And you're right. I think... uh, if we, if we can, if this, if our listeners can, can have an idea or at least have a knowledge about why, why paleo and how is it being done? Because recipes, you know, there are a lot of recipes out there, and when you know the basics, you can actually create your own. You don't have to be so rigid in following a certain recipe. But when you know the principles behind, why are you cooking this? Why are you using this kind of ingredients? Then it will be easier for you to create those recipes and to actually make it yourself. So thank you for sharing that valuable uh, resource that our listeners can uh, can get and start uh, yeah, learning more about if they are thinking of going on board with this paleo. So Katie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story and for being a role model to many and for today for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. 
the Paley fans out there, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in your life and in your business. Well, thank you so much, Marie, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Did you know there is a hormone in your body that turns your belly into a magnet for ugly fat? It literally turns the food you eat into embarrassing, pan-stretching, stubborn belly fat, even the foods you think are healthy. Discover a simple test that reveals if the belly fat hormone is sabotaging your fat loss and learn the easy and natural ways to shut down this hormone for good so you can have the flat stomach you deserve. Go to eatmorebrainmoresystem.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to Transitioning to Paleo Made Easy. Now it's time to get your quick and easy step-by-step guide to transitioning to the paleo diet. This beautiful free download includes the three most important things that you need to be focusing on in order to make the transition as smooth as possible. Ready to get started? Head over to transitioningtopaleo.com right now and begin your journey, and we'll see you next time.